2: Everybody listening along, Sports Byline, broadcasting, twitch.tv slash F4W video, and of course, the mightier 1090 AM, all across Southern California. we got a lot to get into today. Yes, believe it or not, we had another pay-per-view yesterday for WWE. We just had one last week. SummerSlam last Sunday, payback last night. and a lot of things coming out of the payback show. Maybe there was more coming out of the payback show than there was coming out of SummerSlam. I mean, we got a new champion, Roman Reigns, won the title in the three-way, no-holds-barred match last night, which a three-way is always no-holds-barred, but they really wanted to sell you on that match, three-way, no-holds-barred match. We have new women's tag team champions. In fact, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax are now free to go on Raw, SmackDown, maybe even NXT. NXT. Bayley and Sasha relegated to their brands. We'll see where this goes. What brand are they on? Isn't, isn't, uh, isn't Bayley, SmackDown, and Sasha Rod? Does that mean that they can't actually... Uh, they're split up now, right? Isn't that what's going on here? I guess we'll find out. But there is that. And, of course, we've also got the pay-per-view coming up at the end of September, September 27th, the WWE Clash of Champions show. Because we don't have championship matches on the other shows. Uh, this one was advertised as being on September 20th on the pay-per-view. But, in fact, the show is actually on September 27th. So, please go into your calendar app and fix it. It is September 27th, not September 20th. So, make sure you don't make any plans for the 27th. We've also got some notes on AEW Television, New Japan's got an upcoming tour. we got some big matches announced for that, including a very bizarre tournament to determine new IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champions, we got a list of entrants for Ring of Honor's Pure Championship Tournament, which is going to be the next thing that they'll be airing on their television when television starts back up. Major League Wrestling starting television back up, and so much more. Oh, I've just been, I've just been told that uh, Bailey and Sasha are both on SmackDown, so now they can't even feud with the champions unless the champions go to SmackDown. Anyway, we're after the break. Wrestling Observer Live.
4: 426-2301.
5: And now, today's real ketones good health tip. Beginning your low carb lifestyle, just start simple. Number one, pick protein chicken, beef, pork, turkey, seafood, and eggs. Number two, pick low carb veggies cauliflower, broccoli, zucchini, cucumbers, etc. Number three, add good fats butter, cheese, bacon, avocado, and nuts. It's that simple. And now a word from Real Ketone's Keto Energy Shots. If you knew there was an energy shot that also helped you lose weight, would you try it? Real Ketone's Keto Energy Shots give you sustained energy without the sugar jitters or crash. That's why Keto Energy Shots constantly get five-star reviews. The secret is our patented all-natural ingredient DBHB. This powerful ingredient revs up your metabolism and turns your body into a fat-burning machine in only minutes. Feel energized while shredding unwanted pounds. Pull into a CVS Now and look for Keto energy shots in the weight loss aisle or go to realketones.com.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: I got the show Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live, I'm Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. We got a lot to talk about today. What are your thoughts on this payback show and everything else? Anything we talk about today, text messages, 425-780-7566. That is 425-780-7566. We'll probably take phone calls in the final segment, but not yet. So send me your text or your emails, brian at wrestlingobserver.com. So last night at the show, we had Lashley beating Apollo Cruz to win the U.S. title. Clean in the middle of the ring. He submitted him. Apollo gave up. Then Apollo attacked him afterwards, because they don't know how to book a babyface. We had Big E defeating Sheamus. It was a night of patterns here, and the pattern was, babyface gets beaten up for 90% of the match, hits a couple moves, and wins. This was the first of many. To me, this didn't do anything for poor Big E, but he got his hand raised. So, if you're only looking at who gets the W, then... What a big win for Big E here. We had the exact same thing with Riddle and Corbin. Corbin beat him up the entire match. Riddle got a quick comeback, and he got his hand raised. This didn't do anything for Matt Riddle. But if you just want to see the W, what a great win for Matt Riddle. Shayna and Nia defeated Bailey and Sasha to win the tag team titles. The finish was great. Shayna choked out, I think if I get this correctly... She choked out Sasha with Bailey's arm in a double submission. So, Bailey and Sasha are both SmackDown talents. That means, according to the rules, they can't be on Raw anymore. Nia and Shayna are the tag team champions. They can go to SmackDown and NXT pretty much anywhere they want. I have no idea how Sasha challenged for the Raw title as a SmackDown talent. Now, I, I can't figure any of this out now. But, I mean, that did happen. So, there you go. The match was not very good. It was four heels. Nobody cared, but it was a cool finish. We had Keith Lee and Randy Orton, if you haven't figured it out already. Randy Orton beat him up the entire match. Keith Lee got about four spots. And then he hit the spirit bomb, and he pinned him in six minutes. I believe two minutes of the six minutes was Randy Orton holding Keith Lee in a headlock on the mat. This did nothing for Keith Lee, but he did get the big W. He got his hand raised, everybody. So that was at least nice. And this was way better than Monday, and it was way better than the guy losing. But this was not the kind of match to get a guy over. Ray and Dominic, Seth and Murphy was great. A great tag team match. Dominic pinned Murphy, I loved everything about this from start to finish. I hope that that Murphy and and Seth, I mean they're breaking up it looks like, but Ray and Dominic should at least go on to get a tag team title shot. They should win. I mean, in a perfect world, they would win it at WrestleMania, but, dude, by WrestleMania, Dominic's going to be in Seth's group, I would presume. So better sooner than later for that. And in the main event, the storyline in the show, don't get mad at me. The storyline is that this company is completely incompetent. The storyline is they announced a three-way last Monday on Raw that none of the participants had agreed or signed for, The show Friday was all about, can we get this match put together that we already announced on Monday? And they had Braun sign, and they had Bray sign, but Roman Reigns didn't sign. They continued to advertise a match that was not official. At the pay-per-view on Sunday, Roman still had not signed the contract. And then they just start the match with the other two guys. Braun and Bray wrestle for five minutes, and then they break the ring... Roman Reigns comes out on the ramp, he signs the contract in the middle of the match, he runs down, he beats up both guys, he spears Braun Strowman, and he wins the title. Because if you haven't figured it out already, the heat is that he doesn't deserve it. He's now Brock Lesnar. He's a guy that doesn't deserve it. He probably will defend the title very rarely. It's the only thing they know how to do to get heat. I mean, they did it effectively, But that was the main event of the show. Way more happened here than SummerSlam. And for the record, we have seen no retribution for three straight shows now. They've dropped off the face of the earth. So we'll see if there is any follow-up tonight on Raw. Mike, what did you think of this show? I was happy not to see
6: retribution. I'm sad that you reminded me of that. And, yeah, it's probably going to be part of their TV presentation. But uh, they were not needed last night, and I'm happy that they were not there I disagree with you a little bit on Randy Orton and Keith Lee. Um, I understand what you mean, and there were probably better ways and probably better people that that maybe could have put over Keith Lee in a a more dominant way, but I think having Randy Orton's name on his resume, I know, know on a piece of paper it doesn't mean all that much, but I know, chin lock aside, but that's a Randy Orton special. I mean, I think some people would be disappointed if they didn't get a chin lock in a Randy Orton match. He sold like crazy for Keith Lee and getting knocked out of the ring and his reaction at the end and going out clean as a sheet in six minutes. I I think it actually, this is where the, the, the realm of WWE can actually help them because... What lore should be, at least right now, while everything is good with Keith Lee, is he defeated the legendary Randy Orton in five minutes. And as long as they tell that story and show little clips like that, then it could be part of Keith Lee's canon or or his his backstory. So I'm not upset with that one at all. This was a thumbs-up pay-per-view from the aspect of Dominic and Rey Mysterio against Seth Rollins and Murphy, to me, was perfect. This is the first time it has felt like Seth Rollins has not been a cartoon character. This has not been a put on his internet persona, uh not you know me thinking of that over what his in-ring is supposed to be. He was great last night and the interaction with Murphy was great and Ray is of course great and that leaves Dominic Mysterio who was awesome and I thought that match was just so great. It was so refreshing and to have lee and orton to have the mysterios and seth rollins and murphy i mean if anybody feels as though they want to go back and they didn't see the show and they got to check it out you don't really but those two matches i would absolutely say check check those out and then check
2: yourself out before the main event comes on well everyone including mike tonight on raw the storyline is that we're going to find out a challenger for the championship for drew mcintyre on the september 27th show i'm now asking everybody in the chat if you think that keith lee is going to be the challenger raise your hand anybody we look at the chat here what are they saying here we're not don't... looking like it we, because... we don't have as much of a delay as kevin dunn's got to deal because with. because i but, uh... think everyone knows who the challenger is going to be on september 27th it's going to be randy orton now i'm not necessarily saying that i expect randy orton to beat keith lee tonight oh no but randy orton's clean loss in six minutes. I mean, there's a reason that that was done. And that is because Randy's probably getting the title on September 27th. This is what they do. We've seen it a million times. The, the show tonight is going to be all about Randy Orton. The next four weeks is going to be all about Randy Orton. Someone will probably beat up Keith Lee in a tournament or something like that. Maybe Dijak will show up and attack Keith Lee and they can have a match in the next pay-per-view. Because Dijak has been called up. But, I mean... In a real, I mean, in any other promotion, Keith Lee beating Randy Orton is the beginning of Keith Lee's road to becoming the champion, or something. But this is WWE Raw. That's not going to happen. I'll, I'll sit here and I'll put my neck out on the line. That ain't going to happen.
6: It's crazy to me,
2: man. The urge to put the belt, and
6: I get it. If you want to do Mania and do Orton Edge for the title, I get it. But like to start putting this into play now... I don't know. I'm not really for this one. I think they could wait and
2: and really benefit everybody a lot better, including Drew's reign. Let's see what we got in the feedback bin here. I didn't read any feedback yesterday about any of this. So let's see what people have to say about the, the newsworthy payback show. This person here says, Randy mostly sold the loss like, The kid got me! As opposed to being truly beaten. Well, if he... Now, here's the thing,
6: too. And take this for what it's worth. If he loses tonight like that, again, it doesn't kill Randy Orton dead. It only makes Keith Lee better. It gives Randy Orton an opponent besides Edge as
2: he gets to Edge. Back in a moment, Observer Live.
4: that's eight hundred eight eight oh seventy one sixty seven, paid for by Airtime Media.
1: Tax debt, so you don't have to worry about having your paycheck garnished or your bank levied. Doesn't that sound great? You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. This person says, you kept retribution off a show called Payback? Yes! What does is, what is Payback have to do with anything? I called them Redemption and people got mad. Though it's all basically the same thing. Redemption, retribution, payback. Yes, they kept him off the show. I don't know if the group is dead, but they have dropped off the face of the earth.
6: Mm -hmm. Who cares? It's fine. No matter what you call it, it's still caca. So, you know, the faster it's out of here, the better, although I don't believe it's going to be. And I guess... We are deserve some sort of payoff, but in this world of professional wrestling where plenty of things are dropped, and especially in WWE with no word whatsoever, if this ends up being one
2: of those things, that would be great. Burr says, with Murphy and Seth having a fallout, can we get Alistair Black into Seth? I totally forgot about Alistair. There's another guy that turned heel. Well, he's got to put Kevin Owens' eye out first. Dude, we got got like a five-to-one ratio of heels to babyfaces in this promotion right now across all the brands ridiculous well, they're trying to make kevin owens such a baby face that he takes up two
6: baby faces now it's like it's like good dad kevin owens he's like good friend kevin owens good dad kevin owens certainly really good commentator kevin owens so no matter what happens i hope that uh, continues to hold out
2: this person says i guess sasha challenges for the raw title because she is allowed to be on raw because she has had the tag team titles even though she's a smackdown talent this is the explanation for why sasha a smackdown talent challenged for the raw singles title because she could go brand to brand and they set up a feud for a singles title as she went brand to brand as a tag team champion. Whatever. You guys remember the rule? You can go, anyone can go from one brand to the other four times in a calendar year. Remember that was, one? Was that the wild card that rule? Lasted that lasted a week. That was something different. Oh, man. Then, that then lasted a week. was a, a wild week. card rule. Crying out loud. The draft is coming up, so new teams are coming. That's why all of these teams are breaking up. Dude, historically, teams got drafted together, except on very rare occasions they would draft one person from the team. But in general, the teams counted as one pick. But it doesn't matter because there's no canon. The rules are whatever the rules are on a given day for the draft. There are no rules. There's nothing that they abide by when they book these shows. They do whatever they want to do. The rules are whatever they want to do on any given day. It's just the way things go.
6: I used to love that part of the Survivor Series, but I was a geek that actually liked tag teams too. But like the the first couple of Survivor Series, like '89 and '90, I mean, one of my favorite matches was just it was the the tag Survivor's match where you had the ten tag teams, you know, standing around, and it was completely a ridiculous visual, you know, with eight tag teams outside the ring you know all those guys outside and two guys in the ring i always thought that was the best and it's too bad that they have treated tag teams in the way that they do especially now where as you mentioned and we've talked about and we will continue to talk about i'm sure for the entire week that we have all of these tag teams that are always on the verge of breaking up or always on the verge of some sort of conflict you know i don't know if you include andrade and Angel and Zelina Vega in that mix but everybody is always teetering on the edge in this company
2: this person says how must AJ Styles feel with Paul Heyman now being on Smackdown well I don't think it matters because the draft is coming and my guess would be that he gets drafted to the other show or Roman and Paul go to the other show and they end up being he could draft Drew to Smackdown and put Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman on Raw he could put AJ on Raw and leave Roman and paul on smackdown or maybe i don't know aj styles against drew mcintyre aj styles
6: against keith lee aj styles against a handful of guys him coming over to raw is going to be a a major plus i hope you know if this is the way everything kind of shakes out
2: this person here says Nye and Shayna will both go after oscar for the singles title and bicker about who is more dominant because WWE loves their tag team champions as bitter enemies. Well, every team in the company is currently feuding, with the exception of, of Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot. I think they're the, only, they're the only team that are friends, but they actually were enemies who got back together and now they actually like each other. Although we missed about four weeks of television because there was one show where they didn't like each other, and then the next show they're just backstage happy as can be. Because they had a match with the Iconics or something. Do they like each other?
6: They they teased some some anger with each other like you know weeks and weeks ago. Did they not?
2: Well, let's watch Raw tonight and find out what happens. Dear God. Retribution members probably got grounded. Well, That's possible. They're not allowed to leave the house for for a week. Dad took the keys. They couldn't make it to the Thunderdome. Adam, Peters or you know, maybe. It up. Maybe they just uh, maybe they just enhance security and they can't get in anymore.
6: Well, that's it. That's it. Adam Pierce has sealed the perimeter. I assume that's who in storyline uh uh that's who's the one who's actually in charge of all of this stuff now. If his performance on Friday's got anything to
2: do with it. Hopefully we do see more Adam Pierce. Pierce says, "I never realized how big WWE's heel problem is after Payback. Is The Fiend now the top babyface on SmackDown? His name is The Fiend." I listen I don't think The Fiend is a babyface. Now, granted, when you have a a feud with three heels, I mean, somebody's going to get screwed, and they probably come off as the babyface, but I don't think that The Fiend is supposed to be a babyface. Braun Strowman is not a babyface. Roman Reigns is not a babyface. I mean, I guess Jeff Hardy's a babyface, but he's hardly a main event guy right now. Uh, Sheamus is a heel. I mean, Big E is a babyface, but he's not in the main event title picture. So, no, I have absolutely no idea who the top babyfaces are on SmackDown. I have no idea who the top babyfaces are on NXT. Although, I expect Adam Cole will turn probably tomorrow. NXT's tomorrow, by the way, everybody. But if you forget, it'll be on Wednesday on sci-fi. But other than that, like, Raw, we got Drew. Uh, Who else is a top babyface on Raw? Keith Lee. Ah, Keith Lee, I guess, is. So, we got two on Raw. That's good. Yes, there's there's a problem with the heels and the babyfaces on these brands. Almost like they've had this problem for years and don't know how to fix it, you know. This person here says, New Day and Miz and Morrison aren't feuding, are they? Well, New Day's broken up right now. They don't even count. Everybody's out. One guy, both two guys are injured, and one guy's going solo. So they don't even count as a team right now. Miz and Morrison, I believe, may be the one team, aside from Ruby Wright and Liv Morgan, that are not feuding. But... (laughs) luchaus party is feuding yeah. and nakamura, uh, cesaro. nakamura and cesaro were feuding and Long's the and tag murphy, team we got champions tension. are feuding seth yeah. and murphy are feuding uh who else alexa is... nikki and nikki are Braun, feuding Ray. yeah yep. so i'm sure we could go on and on so
6: we got the street profits uh the viking raiders and uh, heavy machinery that all like each other and that's about the limit on tag teams right aop don't doesn't count because they're hurt they don't so.
2: count so yeah, there you go. Although they hate each other because they keep getting hurt, something's going to have to give for them at some point. This person says WWE doesn't need babyfaces; they are terrible at making them. You know that. Well, you still you, need them. You could I'm make so that argument, to. but I mean, <laughs> running a show with nothing but heels wrestling each other. I mean, dude, this this Thunderdome crowd. Dave's trying to claim that the reason that nobody was cheering was because they weren't being told to cheer, but like, you're welcome. Ask Jesse, like, you're welcome to cheer if you want to. If you don't, they're going to yell at you to clap or whatever, but they you can cheer- do whatever you want. They made no sound when Naya is sitting there as a baby face in peril in a match with four heels. Well,
6: good. But, you know, when they did make a sound is watch the the Mysterios, lost the Mysterios match, and guess what? There was a hot tag, and I don't know, maybe it was the luck of having everything synced up, but they made the the hot tag, and, you know, in comes Ray and the crowd sounds like it actually popped. It was actually impressive. I wonder
2: why. You had two pure baby faces and (laughs) two pure heels, and it was the best match on the show. It got the best reactions on the show. And these idiots seem to think that everybody can be a tweener, or he can have all heels. Like, dude, this four-way. Listen, I'm sure the four-way tomorrow is going to be awesome, like technically in the ring. But you got a four-way with four heels that's going to go an hour. I know everyone's trying to argue that Finn Balor is a babyface, but, dude, do you listen to his promos? In what universe is Finn Balor cutting babyface promos? Yes, Adam Cole was a babyface against Pat McAfee. But his whole crew that comes out with him, they're all heels. So I expect him to turn babyface, but an hour of basically four heels wrestling each other. Hopefully they do something in the match to turn somebody babyface or something.
6: You, you can do shades of gray if you treated it more like a sport then you can always have the excuse it's about the money or something like that. If you if you, they were more traditional in how they did things, it would be a lot easier to pull off having shades of gray and tweeners around. But you cannot have a whole bastion of that. It's supposed to be... Good versus evil. There are good guys and bad guys. There are antagonists and protagonists. This isn't, this is the part where you go, this isn't that difficult. It shouldn't, you should not have to shoot yourself in the foot and you should not have to basically riddle a baby face with bullets, then hope they survive a la a Daniel Bryan or a Roman Reigns or somebody before you can slap them up there and go, see, look what we made. They just had to overcome their mistakes. The same way, the kind of the same story they're telling with Big E right now, where they're trying to control the narrative on why this guy has has not been a singles threat the entire time of his career. I mean, they're putting this on him as if he was a goofball and blah, 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 but we all know it's not true, and they're hiding that, and that's fine if they want to do that, but it's funny they take that portion of reality and don't want anything to do with it, yet bring a reality into the Matt Riddle storyline that is completely baffling to me and a huge,
2: a huge error. This person here says, Has Bo Dallas become the new JTG from a few years back? Someone everybody forgets is still on the payroll, possibly even WWE. Well, here's my prediction, everybody. You ready? Before this month is out, I think you're going to see the return of Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, one way or the other. Back in a moment, Observer Live.
5: Basketball and baseball are all back, and that means it's time to get your bets down. There's only one five star sports book, and that's BetUS.com. Why, you ask? BetUS is the pioneer in online betting with more than 25 years in the biz. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity. You need a sports book that offers everything, including live betting, MMA, golf, horses, esports, entertainment, and all kinds of crazy prop bets and futures. Call today 1 800 MyBetus.
4: That's 1 800 MyBetus, and they'll walk you through getting started. That's 855-325-1780.
0: With the real estate market evolving, realtors stand ready to help. Realtors are an expert voice of reason in changing times, and they're working in new ways to guide you through virtual showings and safe closings, to be your ally in the fight for mortgage relief, to understand a neighborhood the way no algorithm can. That's the role of a realtor. This is a real estate season like no other, and Realtors are ready. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the
2: Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Sports byline, the mightier 1090 AM all over Southern California. As far as the ear can hear, the mightier 1090. And, of course, twitch.tv slash F4W video. Opening up the phones today. If you'd like to give us a call, here's the phone number. 844-913-2727. That is 844-913-2727. You can still text me, 425-780-7566. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com. That's easy. And at Brian Alvarez on Twitter. Like Sempervivi is at Sempervivi or something like that. Yeah, you know what it is. Let's go to the phones. Anthony, you're on the air. What's up?
5: Yo, Brian. Yo, Mike. What's going on, Semp? I imagine you're uh, keeping track of the MLB trade deadline rumors as I am right now.
6: You know, I just got up, but producer Dom and I were talking about the Padres a little bit earlier on, and I see they both were their pitching, but that's not a thing for right now. Brian will get very, very upset if we talk about that.
5: He always doesn't like sports. But, Brian, Mike, I want to talk about payback last night. And listen, if I'm in a triple threat match or a fatal four-way match, I'm never signing a contract ever again. It's essentially a money-in-the-bank contract if you can just go out there and you can just sign the contract during the match. That's as good as a briefcase. And speaking of briefcases, where do you see Otis fitting into this Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns situation? Because I don't see him ever cashing in at this point because he's just seemingly a mid-card comedy guy with Mandy
2: Rose. All right. First off, first off, Anthony, Otis has until... Listen to this. There will be no Otis Slander on this show. No, he has till July. Like, what's the hurry? He doesn't need to cash in this month. He doesn't need to cash in next month. He doesn't even need to cash in by WrestleMania. He's got, I think he's got until July of next, of 2021. He has, we'll have a vaccine by the time this guy has to cash in. Okay? (laughs) He's got a long time. That's number one. Number two, this contract thing. This was dumb. All right? It's a dumb storyline. But, but, as dumb as it was, the guy holding out was Roman Reigns. I mean, in storyline, you think they're going to announce a match with anybody else and they haven't signed the contract yet? You think they're going to say, hey, Sami Zayn, we're going to announce a a main event match for you on pay-per-view for a title, and then just sign the contract whenever you want? Of course not. I mean, as as incompetent as the company is in storyline, I mean... We should at least in storyline pretend that they learned their lesson now, and they're going to make sure that they sign everyone to contracts before they announce these matches on pay-per-view. The company's incompetent because they had a pay-per-view on Sunday and then a pay-per-view on another Sunday. And they were like, man, we don't even have a main event for a show six days from now. We better do a breaking news update in the middle of Raw, throw a match together, and then we'll figure out if we can make it. I mean, why would these guys not sign a contract for a triple threat, no-holds-barred championship match? I d- There's a lot of stuff I can't defend. I'll defend this one, even though it was stupid. <laughs> right? Sure. All right. Let's go to uh, whoever this person is. They're in, Mon- They're in Montana. You're on the air. What's going on? Talk. I didn't even know they had phones right, in Montana. Wait. Jack's in Montana. Is this Jack? Jack, are you here?
5: Uh, yes, this is Jack, but now it's Jack in Utah. I uh, moved to Utah.
2: Uh, my question is: When um, did you move, Jack? A couple weeks ago. Really? Why did you move from Montana yeah. to Utah? Flatland.
5: Uh, uh, my mom got a new job, and I'm going to college in Utah. Oh,
2: huh. all right. I hear there's good colleges there. Go ahead. What's going on?
5: Uh, my question is about the Roman Reigns
2: heel turn. Uh, why is now, of all times, did they finally? Uh, Decided to so turn Roman the Reigns. <laughs> well, my friend. Well, my friend. <laughs>
6: Set yourself up, Brett. Take a drink of okay, water. Okay, so breathe. listen. There all you right.
2: Go. So we had we had Hulk Hogan, Hulkamania, and then a bunch of guys. There were all these scandals, and and they they just had to go with with some different people, and they, they it was Bret Hart for a while, and and Yokozuna had it. Hulk Hogan came back but then left again and then they were struggling. They were they were flailing, okay? So then we had the Attitude Era and we got both the, Steve Austin and The Rock at the same time, okay? Never again in this lifetime are you going to get a Rock and a Steve Austin at the same time. You can pray that maybe someday you'll get a Steve Austin again. You can you can pray all you want but it ain't going to happen. You're never going to get another Rock. Not in our lifetime. They had them both at the same time. Then The Rock goes and makes movies. Steve Austin injures his neck. They're both gone, and this company's got to make somebody. And finally they, they hit on John Cena. And John Cena wasn't Hulk Hogan, and he wasn't The Rock, and he wasn't Steve Austin. But you know what? He was John Cena. And they would kill for a John Cena today. So John Cena gets a little long in the tooth. And so they need a new guy. They're, they're, they're hell-bent on making this guy Roman Reigns, top babyface. And they try. And they try. And the audience turns on the guy, and they try over and over. They coronate him over and over again. And they're determined. They're determined to make him the new John Cena because they don't have another top babyface. He's the closest they have to John Cena. So eventually he gets he gets leukemia for a second time, and he's gone. And we had the, the WrestleMania thing where he disappeared again. The only thing that I can figure is he left. They realized, oh, my God, look at the money we're making off these television deals. <laughs> we can do anything we want. We don't need a John Cena. We don't need a Hulk Hogan. We'd like one. We'd love one. But you know what? Everything's going to be fine without one. And so I guess they just decided, well, you know, this Roman Reigns, whatever. Let's just bring him back. Let's let him be a heel. We'll, We'll build up this Drew McIntyre. Vince clearly loves Drew McIntyre. I mean, you can watch the way they book Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, like, with the exception of this Randy Orton thing that put him out for a month, I mean, the guy rarely sold anything for more than a few moments. He always left with his head held high. He was never humiliated. They—they, they, I'm, I'm sitting here watching these Saturday nights main events, and it's like he's trying to book him like Hulk Hogan. He's always getting the last laugh. He's—he never looks like a fool. I mean, they must just figure Drew McIntyre is fine in this role for now. He'll—he'll he'll be our new guy, and Roman Reigns can can just turn heel. We'll give these idiots what they wanted for all these years. And away they go. That's the only thing that I can figure here. They just, they don't need a scene anymore. They're rolling in money. Hand over fist, they're making money. And, you know, The Fiend's a heel, but he's selling tons of merchandise. So I'm sure in Vince's mind, it's like, what do you need a baby face for? This guy's selling merch. Drew's doing fine. That's the best I can come up with for an answer.
6: Well, yeah, and you know, Becky Lynch, I know she's, you know, pregnant right now. I'm not sure how much. I saw her in the commercial with AJ Styles. They did that uh before the pay-per-view. I'm not I may I haven't paid any attention to that before. Maybe they've done that a bunch of times, but you know, it may just be hero by committee when it comes to the media, when it comes to social gatherings, when it comes to charity that may be what it is right now because that's one of the reasons of course you want that superhero baby face that do the make-a-wish to have that sort of presence i mean you should you you should want a pro wrestling hero i mean we've always had one always you know except in this company where it's so looked down upon so you know maybe that's how they're doing it because that's the one thing that you know roman reigns uh was really good for but We'll see how they go ahead and play this whole thing. Is Roman Reigns really a dastardly heel, or is he just a badass that takes advantage of situations? I mean, we are not even really sure how he's going to be you know, presented here. We haven't heard him talk yet. We haven't you know, really heard Paul Heyman expound on what this whole deal is going to be like. So we'll have to see how it plays out with Roman Reigns here, because I don't know how awful of a human being he's going to be able to be because I think the irony is I think the reaction to this is now watch Roman Reigns be probably as popular as he's ever been amongst WWE fans just because of the presentation
2: listen there's someone on our chat here I, I don't know if they're being serious or not but they're like well how many shirts is Drew selling listen let me tell you something it doesn't matter if I could swear on national radio I would be even more adamant about that it doesn't matter yes in the 90s when Steve Austin was selling $10 million worth of merch every year, yeah, that meant a lot back then. But if if you want to go through the last WWE earnings report and you want to rank everything by order of importance, Drew could sell no shirts, and it don't make a bit of difference. The Fiend could sell no shirts. Everybody in this entire company could sell no shirts, and then it gonna make a bit of difference on the next earnings report. The last earnings report... I forget what the merch numbers were, but they were up like eight million dollars in merch. You want to know why? Not because of any baby faces merch selling. It's because of those championship belts that they plug like crazy with all of their sales. Those belts range. They have like the really cheap miniature belts you can get for like under a hundred dollars. But the full side, the full size replica belts, like the one that I I got on the Christmas show, that belt's like four hundred dollars. It ranges up to $2,000 for, I forget if they called this Signature Series or whatever, but there's like a, there's like a full-size WWE Universal title and WWE Championship repl- replica belt, uh, cubic zirconia or whatever for all of the supposed diamonds. That's a $2,000 belt. They have, they have determined, you know how much the profit margin is on a t-shirt? You know what the profit margin is on a T-shirt for this company that's grossing a like preposterous amount of money? Nothing. It's nothing. But the profit margin on a two thousand dollar belt. I mean, you sell one of those belts, you may as well sell like a hundred T-shirts. So it doesn't matter how much merch the Fiend is selling. It doesn't matter how much merch Roman Reigns is selling. They're making bank on the belts. But even the money they're making on belts—eight million dollars. That is a drop in the bucket compared to what they're making off of these TV deals and all of their big money generators. It doesn't matter. They don't need a John Cena. They don't need a Roman Reigns. They don't need anything. What they need is to convince these television companies that we can, we're can. we going to bring you 365 days a year or at least 52 weeks a year a solid number. Yes, it's down from what it used to be, but it's still a solid number. It, it's going to be in the top 10 at 18 to 49 on Monday nights. It's going to be maybe number one going against reruns in 18 to 49 on Friday nights. That's what they need to do. That's what they need to do to make their money. Not sell t-shirts, not have a guy that sells a bunch of whatever. I mean, they don't need it. they are They're rich. They're filthy, stinking rich, rolling in money right now. They need
6: heroes. They need stars. The T-shirts will take care of themselves
2: after that. I mean, it sucks. <laughs> I, would like, I would like if there were a Steve Austin or a Rock or even a Mr. McMahon, which you'll never get another one of those again, by the way. I mean, I, I would love if they did that. I would love if they had strong baby faces and heels. I would love if, if they had something that attracted the casual fan. That would be better, but they don't need that right now. And they're coasting along until 2022 when they need to sign a new television deal. And quite frankly, if you think that there's going to be nobody in television that wants these shows, think again. Brian, 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 hold that thought. I do what I want, Mike. I can admit it, Observer Live.
4: You get a shiver in the dark, it's raining but meantime. Sound the river, you're stopping your ho- Matthew.
0: Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me.
2: I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me.
1: I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and
5: Thank you for talking.
2: For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit
5: underagedrinking.samsa.gov.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. We got moments left here on this program. I gotta read this thing right here. What you got? Well, let's see. BW Insider is uh, reporting... That uh, Brock Lesnar is currently a free agent. All of his stuff has been taken off off WWE.com, and obviously that's going to get everybody talking about about AEW and wherever. I mean, here's 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 my guess. And listen, maybe he'll show up at AEW on Wednesday. I, I I highly doubt it, especially because it was a tape show. But anyway, this guy is. Maybe the smartest negotiator in the history of wrestling. And if this guy isn't re-signed by Friday, by WWE, to like the most ridiculous deal you he ever heard, I, I will be stunned. I mean, this is just the reality. I think Vince wants Brock going anywhere. Are you kidding me? This guy's a genius. A, ne- a genius negotiator. And I hate that word, but this guy's a genius negotiator. Nobody, I mean... I'd have to, aside from, like, The Rock who went to Hollywood, I don't think anybody has made more money in pro wrestling than Brock Lesnar in the history of this business. Except, like, you know, Vince or whoever. But as far as, like, contracts to be a professional wrestler, especially if you count the number of dates that he worked, I mean, Brock Lesnar is, is the highest paid wrestler in history by, like, multiples, I would guess. So anyway, that's my thoughts. We'll see what happens. Hey, we're out of time, everybody. I want to thank you all for listening here today. I appreciate it. The Mitre 1090 AM, twitch.tv slash F4W video. Sports Byline, my main man Dom at the studio and Darren, everybody there. Thank you all. And, hey, we're here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern. Sundays 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Saturday mornings, 10 AM. Check it out. we got a lot coming up. More at WrestlingObserver.com. You hear me? WrestlingObserver.com. That's a place to go. We'll talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live.